We Like Dota is brought to you with the generous support of our patrons. Patrons like Yield Raven, Samson Magnuson, Nathan Johnson, RX Cowbell, Monster, CBX, Mr. Fancy Pants, Icebug, Titus Andromedon, Paul Turner, Jeff Peterson, Zeke, Strawcab, That Charlie, Yanni, Darkstorm Dota, Pistol Pete, and Matthew Evans. If you'd like to join the list of Patreon, head on over to WeLikeDota.com and follow the links to our Patreon. We Like Dota episode 397 starts now. Welcome, listeners, to We Like Dota episode 397. Uh, I am your host this week, and we have a special episode here. I am joined by Juvu. Yo, how's it going? That's Juvu. <laughs> for those who are not familiar, Juvu is uh, our head, our lead caster for all of our in-house stuff. Um, so he does a ton on his Twitch. Uh, he's a member of the community. He always plays in our in-house uh, leagues. Uh, and is an all-around good guy who helps a lot uh, with things. And most significantly, for podcasting purposes, you recently attended the International. Yeah, I attended the Mecca of Dota. It was an absolute beautiful time. Oh, yes. we. I, I want to hear everything about this from uh, appearing in person, who you met, and also the food you ate in Singapore, which is like my dream... Uh, travel destination primarily for for food purposes oh yeah Sing- singapore was absolutely beautiful um i got there uh right before playoffs began uh so i had a lot of time uh to just experience the culture uh the food markets where essentially uh it's a bunch of stalls but each stall specializes in one thing that they've been doing for generations so uh the food is just like perfected uh over time um and then Getting there early, I got a chance to walk past the, uh, oh, I can't remember the hotel name, but where all the players were staying, um, and they'd, they'd just be outside smoking or uh, walking between there and the playoff <laughs> venue. Um, it was surreal, though, to see uh, the people that you've been watching on Twitch uh, just in real life. It was nuts. Oh, I bet. How long did it take you to get there? Uh, flying, I think 16 hours. Um, I flew from my city, Thunder Bay to Toronto, Toronto to San Francisco, and then San Francisco to, uh, Singapore. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously like an ungodly amount of time, but I guess Thunder Bay to Toronto, Toronto to San Francisco probably wasn't too long. Probably broke it up a little bit at least. Yeah. My layovers were pretty quick too, which I think, uh, was a blessing in disguise. Like I, I'm the type of person that just wants to get it all over with as quickly as possible. Uh, I bet. So yeah, lots of sleeping on the planes for sure. For sure. Wow. Did you have an aisle seat or a middle seat? <laughs> uh, middle seat. Um, unfortunately <gasps> I, I was in economy, which was a huge mistake cause I'm a bit of a bigger guy. Um, ah. but you know, <laughs> made some friends along the way. Um, a few people that didn't even speak, uh, English, like there was a, there was a woman I was on the plane with headed to Singapore. She, all she spoke was, uh, Spanish and I, I was, I was blown huh. away because I don't I, I'm assuming nobody in Singapore or not many, uh, speak Spanish. They're primary, I think English and, uh, Chinese. Yeah. I always forget that Singapore, like so many people in Singapore speak English. Yeah. It was, it was very easy to get around. Like. I think it's probably like the best vacation destination for uh, native English speakers in that region. <laughs> yeah. What What else is there to do there? Did you do any, did you do any like touristy stuff? Oh yeah. Uh, so other than food, uh, they have a lot of uh, attractions. So they have their zoo uh, where you can go and see like pandas and stuff. Um, when there's a, there was an aquarium I didn't quite get to. Um, the city is very walkable and easy to just go around. So, uh, Lots of beautiful places that just represent uh, different cultures. So if you're from a bigger city, uh, it's very similar to like you have Chinatown, you have uh, Little India, uh, all of that kind of stuff, which was great. And then because I didn't have playoff tickets, um, I was able to attend pub stomps around Singapore. 
which was the best thing I could have possibly done because it's a bit more intimate than being in the huge uh, area and you meet other people that didn't get playoff tickets but book the flight. Uh, And so from there, I was able to create like this little band of international nomads uh, to go and (laughs) do stuff with. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. great. It was it was wild, um, and then because I got there early uh, and got the lay of the land, um, I was able to take the people that I would meet later. Uh, so like, I met a guy from Belgium, uh, a couple people from the states, um, and like, I take them by the the hotel, and we'd meet the players and stuff together, which was great. Ah, <laughs> oh, so cool. Mm-hmm. So you'd mentioned uh, that you're uh, a bigger guy. Are I don't know how big esports people are. Are they? I've met some celebrities in my day, and they're always tiny. <laughs> Were you like? Did you have that experience when you you saw the esport, like the the players and stuff, or were they like normal sized humans, not like Hollywood celebrities? <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's definitely something that you realize very quickly is they're just people, right? Like uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're not like seven foot, like seven feet tall, three hundred pounds of pure muscle. Um, yeah, uh, meeting them. A lot of them were comparable to size. So like Cap uh, is uh, a bigger size guy so probably like six one six two um what caught me off guard was yatoro is a a bit shorter in stature um and then like even like so because i'm an na boy uh rtz is always on our mind it's always uh (laughs) the guy you want to meet uh and he was he was just an average dude honestly like (laughs) he would hit like (laughs) just that box of like describe an average human male um but also one of the most gracious people I've probably ever met. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. We um, one of our uh, people. Shout out to Eric, a uh, fellow Canadian. We met there. It's just a huge Arteezy fan, um, and he met him three times during that trip. Once on the street, uh, again on a plane, and then again at another airport. And Arteezy took a picture with him at every st- <laughs> every time that they met. <laughs> uh, so obviously a very oh, kind that. dude. Yeah. Ah, it's cool. I mean, I'm I'm not going to ask you to to say if anyone was a jerk. Uh, it's kind of unfair. But who, did did anyone else stand out as like being particularly nice? Uh, yeah. Well, all of the talent were super nice. Um, Cap was really nice. Uh, that Australian gentleman from C, I think it's MLP. Yeah. yeah very very kind. Um, who else did I even meet? Uh, Collapse from Team Spirit was super cool. Um, and then like. Well, you can tell that they understand that the community is everything. Like, if somebody comes up to ask for a picture, it's obviously a big deal for them, so you should probably take the picture. Um, so, like, right, right. Uh, one of our travel companions, Moonshkin, uh, who takes part in WLDL, uh, yeah. she went up to Fly and Quinn while they were in the middle of a conversation and asked for a picture. And you could tell they were just, like, in the middle of something. And they're like, ah. But then they were like, yeah, we'll take the picture. And then, like, big <laughs> smiles. Like, it's, it's, yeah, they're very open, and they understand that, uh, this community is what keeps Dota afloat for the most part. Uh, that's very cool. That's very cool. So, so you had uh, tickets to the finals, like that finals weekend thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I had tickets to the last two days. Did you attend all of them in person? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't miss a, a second. Um, and it, it was it was busy. It was very cool, though, because like uh, if you've ever been to a TI... Um, the outside is decorated to the nines. Like there are nice. banners, there's posters, there's places to take pictures uh, with cutouts and stuff like that. Um, it felt like I was walking into Dota Disneyland. <laughs> was there a lot of other stuff? Like, cause I, a couple of years, I mean, a couple, probably like God knows seven years ago or something now. Um, there was a, an ESL one event in New York city and, uh, me, Titus Andromedon, and Greg went. And it was cool. And obviously it was like super fun to watch the games and, and see people you know. We saw Nahas walking around. But there wasn't all that much other than the games. Like mm-hmm. I think you could purchase some like that Soylent food product <laughs> or like really, really expensive sweatshirts yep. from esports organizations that were not playing in the tournament. Like it was bizarre. Oh wow! Um, yeah, like, <laughs> like you think it would just be like Dota stuff, but 
they had like an ESL store and it was like only things from teams. I think TSM had stuff for sale, but like they were only a LOL organization at the time. But what what else was going on like inside the stadium at TI this year? Um, so outside there was obviously like uh, the secret shop. Um, there was like Steel Series was set up uh, with like their chairs and all their stuff. Um, teams were selling merch, but they weren't selling it at the venue. They were selling it at a mall um that was like half an hour away um <laughs> within the actual stadium itself uh there was nothing being sold uh other than food and drink okay um yeah. i'm trying to think yeah they, there was literally nothing but cutouts to take pictures with now that i'm thinking about it there were no extra activities though oh that's so weird yeah i mean oh yeah no it was just it's just busy i think um it's so many people mm-hmm. that are just being ushered in and out um, but like also they're creating so much content like there were so many camera crews uh, and talent from all the different regions just running around everywhere it was nuts oh uh, okay yeah yeah oh so i i have a question then hmm. was there a stage that turned around uh no the stage was completely static <laughs> okay because <laughs> I, I was listening to fourth spirit today and i'm like a week behind um because I didn't go to work last week. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that in Dota Feelings. And uh, Zach was talking about that there was some stage that allegedly turned around. And I was like, ooh, I asked you about it. Oh, sorry. Yes. Uh, so that, that that was in playoffs. Uh, the stage ah. playoffs would spin uh, so that they could quickly uh, swap between uh, teams for series. Oh, very interesting. Okay. And was that at the same venue or a different venue? I don't remember. A uh, different venue. Yeah. They uh, they split yeah. it up. So the SunTech Arena is where they played playoffs. And then the finals were at the Singapore Indoor Stadium that held 12,000 people. Whoa. That's pretty big. Oh, and it was packed. Every single seat uh, was filled. <laughs> um, and no COVID restrictions uh, in Singapore, really. Uh, so definitely a lot of people yeah, well, went home sick. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say that didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's good. I mean, I'm glad at least it was like a, a larger venue with a lot of people there. Um, the players deserve that, you know. Oh yeah, and I th- like the big thing that I noticed about TI is that it's 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 a it's a celebration um, of the game. Like the players are there, it's cool. Uh, everybody like is cheering like to the top of their lungs, but. We're all clapping for every single kill, every single like advantage that either team gets. Like it, it didn't matter. Yeah. Uh, there wasn't like just one section that was like "boo tundra" or "yay secret." Everybody was clapping for everything, which was amazing. That's cool. There's like a positivity, like a general positivity to it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're just there for good Dota. Like that was kind of the sentiment of the people around me. It's like I don't care who wins or who loses as long as it's good Dota. Like which which makes yeah. sense. You're there for the action, right? Right, and it's not like I don't know, like the Champions League or something where like you're there because the team you support got there and mm-hmm. and it's like soccer where you're going to like fight people in the parking lot or whatever <laughs> yeah. but it's like because be like, you don't know who's going to be there like you you flew halfway around the world and it's like i don't know my favorite team might be eliminated by then yeah 100 percent. the people i had win fell out during group stage uh so it was it was cool it was very cool and um just the the storylines that were going on like they really press it in the venue like matu retiring puppy maybe becoming a two-timer um was just going like off and then like when matu lost there in the uh lower bracket semis or lower bracket finals uh the yeah. whole stadium was just cheering his name like it was oh wow. yeah the, the love is definitely in that building 100 percent. that's cool I, I wondered how like you know i always wonder how the the narratives and stuff that you pick up on the broadcast end up in the actual venue yeah, uh, everything that you see, like, film-wise on the broadcast, like uh, those little segments where they're talking to the teams or getting teams to uh, talk crap on other teams, uh, they play it on the screen during the break. Oh, uh, so you, sense, you end yeah. up seeing pretty much everything, which is great. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I remember at uh, ESL1 New York, the grand finals were between, I think, Virtus Pro and Secret, and it was like Secret with No Tail. Oh, yeah. 
and like VP with uh, no one uh, a long time ago. And uh, Solo was playing Ancient Apparition. And every time he'd throw the ultimate, the crowd would go like, oh. <laughs> and then like when it hit, it'd be like, yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was like a really fun experience. Yeah, that energy is definitely alive and well. So, like, whenever somebody would go for, like, a high five and they'd be left hanging, like, usually when somebody's dunking somebody, they tried to do the high five, the whole stadium would right. wave uh, at, the, <laughs> at the screen. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, there's the, just the uh, power, the energy, man. Like, I can't even uh, – if, if I could bottle that, then it w- my life would be so easy. Like, I'm going to every TI after this one, I think. Hopefully – I mean – not that there'll necessarily be any NA teams anymore, <laughs> but maybe we'll get one in uh, in your uh, home country, the Great White North, Ooh. or uh, or Seattle or something. Yeah, the the rumor is that it's going to be Seattle. Um, oh, really? Yeah, right out right after TI, uh, somebody one of the esports journals posted that that's the most likely uh, place for it to go. So oh, fingers fingers crossed. I can make it out there. I could finagle a family vacation to go visit some family friends and then i just take off for two days <laughs> yeah why not <laughs> or just bring the whole family and force them to love your thing you know <laughs> yeah. yeah just tell my wife just to sit here for six hours while her ticket also collects a crimson witness trophy <laughs> yes excellent excellent <laughs> hey d- by the way did you get any hats before strats right of course hats before strats uh yeah i got two uh so i got the zeus cape and unfortunately the gyrocopter bomb oh that's the worst one yeah. it is the worst one but you know what i'm very lucky to even like get anything uh, a lot of the people i was traveling with didn't get a single one so really yeah it's, it's only a five percent drop chance uh on first blood oh wow yeah i guess there's not that many games because you're not you're only attending like a handful of games because it's on the weird weekend schedule. Yeah. Uh, and like, so there was a big controversy with the Crimson Witnesses. Uh, I don't know if you saw on Reddit. Uh, nah. So the security for picking one up was very like lax uh, on the tickets. Uh, so on the back, there was like four numbers that was different between your ticket and like another one uh, that you had plugged yeah. into your Steam account with no CAPTCHA. No other way of verifying. <laughs> so people were just brute force stealing Crimson Witnesses from other people's tickets <laughs> without oh, scanning or anything. Oh, that sucks. I mean, I laugh because it's darkly funny, but it sucks to the people who lost them. Yeah. Well, Valve did right. Like uh, if you submitted your uh, support, like through a support ticket, uh, they fixed a bunch of it. Uh, and got people mm. what they deserved, but like, so I did an interview on the Sis uh, broadcast, um, and like, it was constantly being interrupted by people coming up to like their production staff and complaining about their Crimson Witness <laughs> getting stolen. And the guy's like, "I can't do anything about this. Like, I, I'm I'm just a cameraman." It was it was wild. Yeah, that was the drama. Oh man, uh, did you buy anything at the secret shop? Yeah, I uh, I got a gyrocopter fan, uh, like a little handheld fan. Um, there was jerseys, um, and then uh, some pins. I got uh, with with your ticket. You also got a huge swag bag um, th- that oh, had uh, nice. like a fanny pack, a bunch of Dota theme masks, uh, a couple more pins, a mouse pad. Yeah, just a bunch of stuff. Oh wow! Um, yeah, definitely laden with the <laughs> swag on my way out. Uh, yeah, I got a, I got a question for you. You're younger than me. Do people use fanny packs again? Is this like a thing again? Oh, it's in. Uh, it's big time in, uh, especially for travel. Anyways, um, I I wore a fanny pack most of my trip uh, across my chest, oh. not around the waist though, because that's weird. Okay. <laughs> get get some like white New Balance, some stonewashed jeans. Get a fanny pack around the waist. It all comes back around. Yep, absolutely. Crew neck sweatshirt. <laughs> Yeah, because like my kids, like one of my kids, like is like into wearing a fanny pack. Mm-hmm. And she asked for a crew neck sweatshirt for, I don't know, she's like to me, she dresses like a fifty five year old man. But I guess I guess that's the the cycle, whatever that that period of time is. Yeah, I mean everybody's fighting cool for identity, and uh, <laughs> it's an easy way to keep uh, your 
knickknacks on you, especially if you can't wear pockets. So I definitely understand it for uh, ladies. Yeah, it's true because they never make girl clothes with pockets. That's what I've been told, anyways. Maybe the times are coming around. Hopefully, and they got and like phones are big and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. So you said there's this mall 30 minutes away where the teams were selling things. Did you go to it? Uh, yeah. Uh, so the store was in the basement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there were like four teams actually selling merch. Um, TSM was rip. Um, oh, I, I, God, how, how much do you wish you got something FTX branded right now? Oh man, that's uh, that's gonna be <laughs> worth a lot. I'm so happy. Um, yeah, and then uh, Alliance was also selling merch, which I found hilarious. Because uh, Loda was there and just doing appearances all over the place. Uh, and then a few other teams. Um, it was in the same. So the mall that it was in was connected to the hotel all the players and talent were staying in. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That makes a little more sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was It was interesting. Like, so Singapore, I think, is pretty big, but it seemed like all the Dota stuff was centralized. Like, it was all in one nice contained area. Um, yeah. Yeah, very cool though. Loads of fans, uh, loads of people just milling about. Like and like, you could tell because after the secret shop opened, uh, everybody was wearing like their Dota jerseys that you could buy from there because they were pretty breathable, breathable, um, and uh-huh. very comfortable. So like, you'd be walking down the street, like far away from the venue, and you'd see somebody in a jersey, and you could scream out like "Ti," which I did so many times, and, and <laughs> it was just like a call, like <laughs> a rallying cry. It's awesome. Yeah, I saw a guy at, at Home Depot once by me wearing a the international satin jacket. Ooh. And I wondered if he was a player who like retired and now lives in central New Jersey. <laughs> uh, probably. I mean, you could have likely you could have asked him and he would have been very open to that conversation. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I was I was dropping off like a rented brush clear or something i don't know i saw it from a distance but i was like huh yeah that'd be kind of cool and then it'd be weird because it'd be like oh yeah i'm a engineering grad student or something <laughs> and, mm-hmm. but uh that's great and was it hot yeah uh it was it was sweltering um it, it's apparently the rainy season so it would like drizzle and then it would be really hot and then it would drizzle again um the night of ti uh, during the day or the night, the final day on the, of the finals, um, it was beautiful during the day. But then as soon as we went outside, it was like monsoon rain, like just sheets of water oh. coming down. And like it was never that bad the entire time we were there. We were there like a week probably uh, at that point. And the final night we got like all that energy and storm coming down. <laughs> it, it just it felt it felt appropriate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was nature was waiting. Yeah, it was waiting for Tundra to drop the hammer, <laughs> which they sure did. Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely dominant. Do you have any thoughts on the Dota that was played? Uh, the Dota that was played, it, it was interesting. Uh, so being there the whole time, I literally talked and slept and ate Dota. Um, the Leshrac <laughs> meta was interesting uh, because I think it failed so many teams in the finals. Yeah. Like the pros finally figured out how to deal with it. And then it was just, if you drafted Leshrac, you were asking for trouble. Um, t- uh, Tundra, absolutely dominant. Uh, if you like watching the games in the arena, you could just feel the despair of all the secret liquid fans. Uh, just huh. every time Tundra would take the momentum, which was all the time. Um, yeah. <laughs> the draft or the draft the final draft between aster and liquid or was it aster and secret uh the one where aster drafted naga four uh there was like a collective groan in the arena uh, (laughs) because they had naga already and then they picked drow and then everybody just kind of knew what was coming uh and it really Uh. didn't work out um yeah and then primal beast was interesting too um definitely a hero that was incredibly contested um however not always showing up right like uh aster yeah. tried to play him uh ori uh picked him one time and like he he just would fail because his team couldn't keep up to the primal beast 
I'm trying to think of like what else really, really. Oh out. yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess like I'm sure somebody's already talked us to death, but uh, in uh, the video where Secret's talking about playing Tundra, uh, and Puppy says like they cheat, like it always feels like they're picking these cheeky drafts that are annoying. Uh, it, it is that way. Like you're sitting there and you're watching this <laughs> Marana get an arrow set up for her every single time. And then it turns into yeah. a four V five and you're like, well, okay, it's, it's over. Cool. Cool. That's so funny. I actually hadn't seen that because like, like I, I think it was, it was before the, the finals day. I was like, I wonder how Tundra's, I wonder if Tundra's going to benefit from the fact that they pick kind of weird stuff. Mm hmm. Or if, like, their weird stuff's going to get figured out. And then, like, on the flip side, like, Puppy will either, like, just pick, like, you know, just take over games as Enchantress or something nonsensical. Or he'll just, like, hammer on the same draft over and over again and lose. And that happened, right? (laughs) Yeah, that did happen. They they drafted Lesh, I think, all three games in the finals. (laughs) And he forced Rezo to play it. Like twice, yeah, and it it really felt underwhelming in that three position. But uh, yeah, Tundra seems to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, however, like just to the credit of the pros that don't care what I think, um, <laughs> Nisha played absolutely out of his mind. Like oh, yeah, so once, entertaining yeah. to watch. Um, and then even at at the pub stomp where I watched uh, that Thunder Awaken game versus uh, Liquid. Uh, yeah, wild. Like your mid gets a rampage and you still lose the game. Like <laughs> the, the one HP yeah. Pango and that place was popping off. That pub stomp I was in. Um, that was uh, the SMG uh, pub stomp. Uh, so we were watching with Ice 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 and Mid One and stuff, and they were there going off, and it was wow. just the hypest uh, non-finals day. Yeah, that was like the game of the tournament, right? Yeah, I think that's like it has to be. If uh, Pyrian Flax does it like uh, that one time in Dota history, like that's one that's that's for the books. Yeah, everyone's gonna remember one HP Pango. Oh my gosh, man! And like just the joy, the fact that Matu get got to go to finals, like right, people were right. so excited and happy. Yeah. Yeah, good times. Um. Yeah, actually, uh, if <laughs> just because I think it's funny, uh, the fails of TI. Yeah. Um, so they would do true sight like breaks in in the game uh, when they were doing like the recaps of how a fight went, and they'd give you the comms of the players. But the huh. comms were so quiet sometimes, where you couldn't hear what the <laughs> players were saying. You just hear like static essentially, uh, and an echo of the crowd. I mean, it would really take you out of, like, the experience, and you'd be missing stuff that's actually going on in the game. Like, the little things maybe the supports are doing. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, And then the all-star match, um, which I would argue we don't need anymore if we're going to do it this way. Um, They they chose uh, ability draft, which is fine, uh, but they, A, didn't have casters, so they just kept... They let the audience listen to the mics of the players, and right. they just left open comms up on everybody. So you're hearing all <laughs> ten people just talking like normally with like weird static and feedback the whole time, um, and you can tell that Slacks <laughs> and Pyrian don't care for the mode. So I know that rubbed a lot of uh, people okay. the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. That's funny because, like, <laughs> I remember, like, maybe it was uh, Texas or Stockholm. I don't know. There was some game where it was like the talent. It was like the EU talent against the NA talent mm-hmm. or something. And there were like maybe some players with it. But the way it was done, and they did the comms thing again. But the way it was done, it was funny. I don't know if they had like gotten, if they had selected talent that was better at being funny in their in-game comms Mm. like i think bsj was in it and so like people are picking on him and he's like cursing at them and i think sheepstick was in it this is one that i'm remembering Mm -hmm. and they were just like much better at communicating in ways that were entertaining but like i could i could i haven't seen the ti one but i've only heard about it but i could imagine like if you had a bunch of people who like 
weren't conscious of putting on a show through their communications, playing a game mode they don't like, no. it would be just dreadful. Yeah, it, it was bad. Um, <laughs> nobody had a good time. Um, it, it's just to me, it's <laughs> interesting uh, that they call it an all-star match. Um, like, not that talent aren't all stars. They obviously put in the blood, sweat, right. and tears, and are very entertaining. Um, but I remember when we used to have actual pros playing these exhibition games, right? Like, yeah, there was the year where the the fans got to draft a pro to play beside in like ten v ten, like that. That oh, was yeah, fun. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and there was there's the the classic, the old Summit one, mm-hmm. where they played uh, a whole random death match, and then like. Near the end, Ice 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 started playing for real, and then like Artesi started playing for real, and then like all of a sudden people are like saving each other, buying glimmer capes and stuff. Yeah, I, I think we need to maybe. Well, we. I think that if uh, Ti wanted to have that actually have some impact, they'd probably head back to that kind of format because like all the pros yeah. were there, like they were all in the stands watching, uh, in like the VIP section. Uh, so I'm sure they'd come down and play an exhibition game. Why not? Yeah, right? I mean, and there's, like, super marketable pros that left rather early in the tournament, too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Team Spirit was there all the way till the end. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. They could have done it. Hey, you want to uh, talk about our feelings for a bit? Always down to talk about feelings. Juvu, how how has Dota made you feel uh, since you got back from TI? Uh, so there were two weeks, uh, essentially, because we're a few weeks out here from TI, uh, where I didn't get to play yeah. any Dota. Uh, so definitely feelings of longing. Um, oh. However, I, I will say that my time playing in C pubs, uh, I felt like a shiny golden god. Um <laughs> I w- really? Yeah, I think I went nine and one, um, and just it, it. C is an interesting region. Uh, they are very confident in their play, whether it's right or wrong. Um, and if you support them <laughs> when they're going for these plays that are both probably right and wrong, uh, you can definitely make some magic happen. Uh, yeah, I, I've carried as support as Oracle. Had a few good games on Undying. Um, yeah, and then coming back, now back in NA, back to reality. Uh, I find that I, I feel a little lighter. You know, you take some time away from the game. Uh, what is that saying? Distance makes the heart grow fonder. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I've been having a blast playing Dire Tide also. Um, uh-huh. I, I really do enjoy the, the festive meme modes. Oh, so you're are you playing solo or with your friends? Uh, I've just been playing solo, uh, just because I have jet lag. So I've tried, I try, I try to spare <laughs> my friends that gameplay. <laughs> yeah, j- jet lag at like weird times, right? Yeah, six a.m. When you're awake, <laughs> <laughs> nobody, don't yeah, like six a.m. Don't I can't imagine what it's like. <laughs> oh, nobody speaks English, but it's still very very fun. <laughs> how's your uh, how, how are you feeling about dota uh i too feel longing uh for the game but sadly not because i went to ti uh like everybody in my family has just been sick for like weeks it's like we spent years protecting ourselves from novel coronavirus mm. and nature was just waiting you know <laughs> And now, like, I'm back in the office. When I was back in the office, kids are back. Well, kids have been back in school for a while. But, like, you know, we kind of came back in the fall. Hmm. And we're doing all this stuff. And, like, we just keep getting colds. Like, it's nothing that serious. But it's just over and over again. <laughs> and so my kids are always, like, you know, it'd be, like, Thursday night. And, like, one's sleeping on the couch. And I got to make her soup. And the other's upstairs coughing. And. I just can't, you know, pull out to play Dodo. But I did get a chance to play this last week. Um, and it was fun. I don't care for the the game modes. Mm-hmm. 
you know? The festive game modes is just like not how I get down. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. Yeah. But I've been playing uh, Cavern Crawl, you know? Ooh, are you getting like good heroes on your paths or have you had to play uh, outside your comfort zone? Uh, I would say I got pretty good heroes. Uh, I have the jug set and the second style. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I got I got pretty fortunate in in unlocking that, and I got uh, like a, a it was heroes I like I like Jug so I was felt pretty comfortable with that. Uh, I have like a bunch of spots in utility unlocked. I can't figure out why. I must have done it like unknowingly, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I have no no I have nothing unlocked for support. Mm. But I kept I always like the cavern, uh, you know like. Looking at, you know, I have this hero here. This hero is also in this, you know, group of heroes that are available on this spot. And if I go, if I win a game with, with Slark, then it'll open up a double for this and then a triple for that. Like that, like really, like hits me where I like yep. it, you know? <laughs> yeah, your brain, all so, the lights are flashing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So like, I really, really enjoy that. And I thought, that we were going to be able to do it across both caverns. Mm. And I was so excited because I have like, for some reason I have like large uh, theme options in my chasms of blue heart cavern, which is the new one. Mm-hmm. I thought I would just have like this like nearly infinite set of combinations that I could figure out and go through. But it turns out you don't, you only get to advance one cavern at a time. Yeah, the blue heart is uh, just for an extra style, right? <laughs> yeah, you have to collect. Oh, no, it says find three fragments to unlock a style for this reward. Huh. But there's six spots. I mean, that could just be a UI bug. But it looks like you have to get six more fragments. Okay. Which is just. <laughs> These twisted webs, Valve. What's going man. on here? <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if I can deal with it. I, I, I don't, kind of don't need the third style for jugs i might just like chill Mm -hmm. have you had a chance to use the candy works i have um i got a bunch of candy because i mean you you have a decent level right you probably have a pretty high level actually i'm in the 300s i think yeah yeah you spend a little money i spend a little money (laughs) um so we have like substantial candy Mm -hmm. i got all the dire tide stuff because then that makes your re-rolls more efficient True. Uh, chase, chasing the Arcana, you'll never get it. Um, and then I got, I got like a ward that's really rare and costs like thirty dollars on the market. Oh wow! I mean, I can't. I mean, I can't sell it, obviously, but I picked it up. Uh, there's another ward I got that was kind of cool. I one of the things I did a while ago is I bought all the wards that were like reasonably priced that were based on a hero. You know how there's like, there's like a, a Lena ward. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like I, I tried to buy all of them. Um, and I, I honestly, since that one day when I spent like a dollar eight on like 13 different wards, mm. I don't think I've ever changed my ward <laughs> actually in game, but I planned to. And then I, I got like two more through this thing. Um, but I'm currently kind of just waiting for uh, an Arcana, which I mean, I'm not going to get, but. Yeah. Whatever. Well, that's ward shuffle. <laughs> Uh, number one, super good, especially also for couriers. Ah, ward shuffle. I should just do that. Yeah, enable it. Yeah, I did the same thing with uh, couriers once. I went and just bought all the little animal couriers for like five cents each. <laughs> it's yeah. so good. Because there's weird ones that like were introduced in like 2013, 2014, like you don't even know exist. Yeah, and there's and like because once you go down that rabbit hole <laughs> into like the old things that no one wants because they're like five cents, like you said, you find some pretty cool stuff, and then like you use it in a game, like couriers. People are like, "Oh, that's a cool courier. What is it?" You'd be like, "I got it for six cents. It's from eight years ago." Yeah, absolutely, I love it. What's uh? What, you get anything? Oh, good? sorry. Go you, ahead. Oh, sorry. I gotta ask if you got anything good from Candy Work. Uh, no, just the. Dire Tide, like, exclusive things. Um, and then yeah. I bought a ward that's, like, a little uh, shrunken head. And Ooh. a few Dire Tide chests, I think, from a past Dire Tide that I didn't get. 
Oh yeah, that was that's a huge thing to to know. That dire tide because there are two dire tide chests, right? One requires the two dollar forty nine cent key to open, and we all have like ten of them in our inventory. <laughs> and then there's the one that they didn't even announce, <laughs> yeah. but you could just randomly get sometimes, and that has the bird face wraith king set in it, and like a bird themed SF set in it, and the only way to get it is through the candy works mm. anymore. And I got one, and then I got, like, CK, which is, like, not good at all. But <laughs> yeah, there's a really good Night Stalker set in there that I've been trying to get, uh, but oh. has eluded me. Yeah. That's uh, that's probably, like, the – other than the obvious, like, Arcana, which, if it pops up for me, it's going to be, like, <laughs> Lena <laughs> or uh, Techies or one I already own. Um, That's probably the the, the – best thing to get in the candy works that dog you know that dog courier it's like a white dog yeah yep probably it's like based off some like other game oh yeah the uh oh boy a commie japanese uh, yeah yeah yeah. i think so yeah uh greg got that that's apparently available on candy works too and i think that's not marketable mm, yeah it's it's a it's a rare one i know a few people that are just gunning for that courier yeah i bet thing what arcana did you get when they gave you the free arcana have you had a chance to pick it up yet uh yeah i i think i grabbed zeus um okay because i own a lot of the more recent arcanas and when they did the roulette uh one for the battle pass that one year oh it was even called it was like you buy three guys they become a level two guy and then you sell them for gems. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got a bunch of Arcanas yeah. off of that uh, that year. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Uh, which did you grab? Uh, I picked up PA. That's a good choice. That's a strong Arcana. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm not really much of a PA player, but I think it's a really good Arcana. Like, I, like of the heroes I play a lot, I play Rubik, Terrorblade, and Crystal Maiden a lot, but I already bought their Arcanas. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, well, uh, yeah, I went with the PA because just because it, it changes like pretty substantially the whole hero. Yeah, hundred percent. Like anything that leaves a, a mark on the map, I think is incredibly worth it. Yeah. Like I think Zeus does the PA one does. Zeus does. I think it leaves like a little mark on the ground, Ooh, but I could I could be wrong. I could hundred percent be wrong. Um, <laughs> Yeah, do you think, uh, maybe controversial topic, but do you think they should have added Arcanas from past battle passes? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, oh, from for the, the free one? Uh, yeah, so like Io, um, yeah. whoever else, Spectre, uh, Earthshaker, Windranger. I mean, yeah, so like I, I understand like the economic argument not to mm. do it, but then at some point, like making them available somehow mm-hmm. will be like a massive uh, bonus to the player base. Like a right. Like I thought the Candy Works would have them mm-hmm. because, like, once you like hint that those are available, <laughs> like you're going to sell so many battle pass levels. That's true. You know. Yeah, I also think that's or, the side of. Like the games dying, where they're like hail mary. <laughs> yeah. It's a hundred bucks on the market. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, no, I mean that's some of it. I I think the the giving away the free one was really clever mm-hmm. because as you and I both uh, just discussed, like all the ones we're gonna buy, we already bought. Yep. You know what I mean? Like they're not really losing any money by giving me a PA arcana because like I wasn't gonna buy it. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, the player base is, is actually not that bad. Like I think the player base is, it's not quite like the 2016 height, but it's been fairly steady since like 2018. Yeah. And it's, it's slightly older, kind of more established. And at least in like, you know, Europe and North America and a lot of other places, like you, you bought the cosmetics you're going to buy. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like they're not really losing money by giving away free cosmetics. And then. You know, even to the the places where, you know, Arcanas are less affordable, like SCA or South America or whatever, 
like they're not affordable, so they're not going to get them. <laughs> yeah, and there's no there's no harm uh, in giving people happiness. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, and and I think it will. Like, I know they're trying to like harness that post Tiad yeah. bump. I think it will because people will be like, oh well, you know, that's cool. They gave me this really cool set. I'll play this hero more or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, what the heck? Get people. I mean, and it, it's not like a car that was like built by labor and used like steel or whatever yeah like it's literally just like a column in a spreadsheet that they change yeah it's not it's not created with limited resources <laughs> yeah exactly absolutely yeah and i think it also did a a service to us ingratiating people to the battle pass because i think the community misread the battle mm. pass pretty hard like the part yeah. one part two people were like they're just gonna pocket all of part two but you could have bought all the way up to all the stuff in part two in part one if you wanted to support ti but i think people really just right. saw it as like two separate things but it's just one thing uh and so giving yeah. people all this stuff was just like chill like here we're still giving you stuff <laughs> yeah right exactly yeah i know um i'm curious like i to me, like my, my thought with like the the structure of the battle pass, like calendar wise, was that you're gonna make the the prize pool much smaller, and so there will be less for the players. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that kind of sucks, like for them. Um, but in terms of like my relationship to Dota, it's no different. Like you said, like I'm gonna spend the money either way. Like, yeah, absolutely. Whenever whenever you ask me to do it. You know, like I didn't care about the Drow Arcana. It's like I didn't spend up to that. Yeah. But like, maybe I'll do Faceless Void if there's another bundle. I feel like there might be another bundle because I thought they said like the first bundle is available this week, like back when the bundle came out. And so I think there might be another bundle. So obviously I'm waiting until like, you know, the day the Battle Pass expires to buy anything. But yeah, I don't know if I'm like, like with the Spectre one, if I'm close, I'll buy up to it on the last day. But if not. You know, faceless void. You know, it's you take fine. it or leave it. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. agree. Yeah, as soon as like they showed what was coming out, I bought up to where like I knew I was gonna get. So I, I think I bought up to like <laughs> right. like after Primal Beast Prestige item, and I was like, I'll just grind the rest, whatever else there is. Yeah, yeah, like I, yeah, I bought like the hundred level hundred one or mm-hmm. whatever, and I bought the bundle when it came out, and like. You know, I'll see where I end up at the end and then maybe buy some levels. But, like, I'm not going to, like, go crazy to buy a Razor Arcana. Like, who the hell wants to play Razor? <laughs> I even like Razor and I don't want a Razor Arcana. Yeah, you don't want to, We shouldn't have to buy the remodeling of it. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Unless the Razor Arcana... And here's my wish casting for something that will never happen, which is, like, 30% of my uh, time spent on this podcast. But... <laughs> Like, the Razor Arcana, because he's purple, it should use prismatic gems. You can make your Razor any color oh, you want. Oh, that'd be so cool. That would be worth it. I'd go nuts. Yeah. I'd get, like, a, a brusque britches beige uh, Razor. I'd be running around tan. <laughs> well, it's bizarre <laughs> that they don't use the gems more often, honestly. <laughs> oh, my God. It's free money. It's sitting there. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you're just leaving it. And they, like, people would pay for that stuff. Or even the, like, they when the, the Dota Plus sets come out and they have the mm. couriers that take prismatic gems, they don't cycle the colors. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Wow. They just cycle the colors. Like, you'll, people will buy more of them. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's Valve. It is Valve. So, so you want to give a, a turnover to noobs? As do you want to be a noob uh, on this side of the, uh, the <laughs> Absolutely. equation? Absolutely, I can be a noob in any region, any side. Let's go! Holy shit! If you want peace, you must prepare for war. If you want war, you must also prepare for war. The lesson is always prepare for war. First question. Uh, it's from Rex Cow, and it shows how long we've done a podcast. He says, which player that has not won TI would you like to finally win? And that could be from anyone. Uh, so Juvu. Oh, wow. Who do you want 
to win a TI? Who do I want to win a TI? Um, I I would love to see Crit win a TI. Um, I don't uh, think he's won one. I'm pretty sure in that. Uh, but I think he is one not. of the best four players to ever touch this game. Um, and as an Earth Spirit spammer, I need to see him uh, yeah. etched in stone uh, for the TI after he wins. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. That's that's a good call. Mm-hmm. Um, I might. I probably have to. I think I'm. I think it's a matter of uh, North American. <laughs> treaty law that i have to say are teasy oh yeah yeah you, you get points I, I, <laughs> okay and and here, so there's there's two angles right one is like i like Arteezy, so i want him to win because he's north american or whatever and fine but here's another angle uh do you follow uh american baseball at all <laughs> not at all but i can pretend like i do sure that's good enough for our <laughs> podcast so there's this uh, – the Boston Red Sox had not won a World Series for like 75 years after they traded Babe Ruth to the Yankees. And it was like this whole thing that Boston's never going to win the World Series. And they lost it in like very, very dramatic fashion in 1986 against the New York Mets. Mm. And it just kept coming up. And then I decided I'm going to start rooting for the Boston Red Sox. Because I want these people to shut up about Boston not winning a World Series. Mm. Similarly, I root for a horse to win the Triple Crown every year in horse racing. Because I want people to shut up about the Triple <laughs> Crown. <laughs> and so I think I'm going to root for Arteezy in this one. Because then people will just shut up about Arteezy not having one T.I. Yeah, yeah. It'd be, it'd be nice to see him win it. He definitely has the heart, uh, like the hearts of the, the fan base. Um, it, yeah. it would be huge. And then you just get constant Arteezy TI winner stream when. Uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. TI stream Constantly when. Spread. And like virtually every other, like all the other players that it would be nice to win have already won. So. Yeah. I'm trying to, like, I'm, I'm really thinking hard about like legacy players, like people that have been around since like TI, even like uh, one yeah. or three that really, like it would bring a tear to my eye to see them get it. What FY? He never won, right? Was he on like that? I, I don't think he was on. I any don't of those think teams. he won. Any? He's good. Yeah, he's great. Uh, is he still playing? I don't. <laughs> I think he was in the. He was in like. He was on one of the qualifier teams. Was he on Elephant? Uh, Invictus, I think. Right uh, now. Okay. I think he he was like involved in the qualifiers at some level because I think I looked mm-hmm. it up. But he was not a TI. Yeah, I would also say Ame, uh, the oh, uncrowned yeah. king. Man, uh, at the, <laughs> so a lot of Chinese fans at uh, the International. Um, and when LGD got kicked out of the tournament by Aster, like the mood of the pub stomp I was in just dropped. Like just pure oh. despair, like super sad. And unfortunately, I was cheering for Aster because I cheer for underdogs. And I think... That they had some yeah, fun right. drafts, but like, man, people really want Ame to get that crown, dude. Oh, cool! Absolutely wild. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Ame then too. Mm. Um, I love Ame. He always picks weird. Like he's like, he does stuff, and you see on like a speed video mm. or someone else. And they're like, well, Ami's doing this in Chinese pubs. You're like, that's nonsense. And then, like, three months later, like, everybody at a major is doing it. You're like, ah. Yeah, yeah. He tried to make Rick, uh, Ricky Maru work at the International. It didn't, but at least he <laughs> yeah. tried. Yeah, but you know it's going to be, like, the next thing. Uh, the next season. Like, everyone's going to be playing Ricky. He was the first to do, like, the really, really degenerate tiny mm, builds. Yep. Where, like, he, I remember he was the first Max Tree grab. And then he was the first to do that, like treads moon shard oh my gosh <laughs> like it's so gross yeah the man's on another but level he was doing it. like and that there's a reason best. why they get second uh or they have been getting second in past ti's right like yeah and ame's a huge part of that yeah that's a good call uh ah question from uncle bourbon uh this might hit close to home for you mm. is ice 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 the problem Ooh, that's a great question. I, I don't think Ice 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 is the problem. Um, you don't? I don't think people utilize him well enough. Uh, okay. In, 
in their stacks. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I also think okay. he has he had bad luck uh, with SMG not signing up on time this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty embarrassing. Uh, I will, of course, uh, follow the, the official podcast position and say that, yes, he's the <laughs> I've, I don't know. I just got a bad vibe from that guy a long time ago. And I'm like, ah, he's locker room cancer. It's possible. Like Terrell Owens. Very possible. If you follow American football. I don't know. <laughs> Um. Uh, okay, last question because we got to head out because uh, time's mm-hmm. coming up. Uh, Omen Brew, uh, heretofore known as uh, Popo, um, asks or s- wishes us Feliz de la Muertos, oh. no, Feliz Dia de Muertos. With Muerta incoming, our new hero, and the minimal teaser of her arrival, what will her kit be, and to what degree will she be broken? I think we could uh, both agree that she will be definitely be of broken. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Muerta, uh, it was it was hype when she was announced uh, at, in the venue. Uh, people were pretty excited because it looks like it's going to be a, a carry, um, and the fact that she has those yeah, guns right. kind of gives it away. Um, I think yeah. her kid is going to be similar. So in Heroes of New Earth, there was a hero called Gunblade. Um, gunslinging hero um, that had a passive, uh, which did more damage the closer people were to you uh, and had a percentage hmm. chance to do true strike and, yeah, just increase damage. Uh, they had a shield, so like a spiritual kind of shield that would they could use uh, for a certain amount of time that would give you extra agility. Um, and then a nuke that uh, did a movement speed slow and damage. And the ulti is called Grappling Shot. So it would grab people and pull them closer to you so you could do extra damage with your passive that did proximity damage. So I have a feeling it's going to be a bit like that. <laughs> if, if you just nailed the whole thing, that would be amazing. Did you play yeah, Han? Yeah, I uh, was a Han spammer as a young man. I guess you probably noticed that, like, old Han pros are like just like really good at Dota 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting time. The migration uh, of people going from Han to Dota, even when I sw- swapped over, like I was so resistant to it. Especially like the first mm. year Dota came out because it was buggy. Uh, when it was a beta it was kind of crappy. Um, but then it grew on me. And like we're noticing the pros coming over and then even the casters like uh, Breaky CPK, huh. Breaky CPK was huge in the Han scene, and he just did oh, TI really? uh, group stage, which was kind of cool. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you, what do you think Muerta is going to have? Yeah, I mean, I I haven't really thought of it that closely. I was thinking there's got to be some kind of uh, like synergy with that item, that brooch. Mm, yep. Uh, the one that makes you ethereal or makes the opponent ethereal yep. or Hits ethereal or whatever. Uh, Revenant's brooch. Yeah. <laughs> Revenant's brooch. Because she has it on, right? Like, mm-hmm. her base model has it on her. Uh... I'm more excited about all the different themes that she fits into. True. Right? Because she's a woman. She speaks English with a non American <laughs> accent. Uh, she has a firearm. Undead. Undead. Uh, she has, like, a, a an item from the game on her. True. Uh, default, so she doesn't even need a fancy cosmetic to purchase to qualify for that theme. Uh, I think there's flowers involved yeah. somewhere, like on her. Yeah, I mean, there's so many good themes. That's what I'm really excited about. As far as her abilities, I'll just go with whatever you said. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, I also was toying, like, because my brain was just running on it. I think it could also be an int carry that debuffs uh, magic resistance. Mm, and that would tie in with the uh, Revenant's approach, right? Yeah. I have no idea what Revenant's approach does, so maybe Oh, not. yeah, yeah. It changes your physical damage to magic damage um, and lets you hit ah. ethereal people. Um, so maybe she'll have a banish. She'll have a passive that increases uh, damage amp or uh, lowers magic resistance. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah, I could see something like about like going to the other side because she's mm. like... Uh, Dia de los Muertos, or whatever it is. Apologies for Spanish-speaking <laughs> listeners. Dia de los Muertos themed, you know? That would be cool. 
Like she passes over to, to see her ancestors or something? Have a hero that takes you and them to the Shadow Realm for a 1v1. <sighs> <laughs> and you come back like the uh, like you're trying to communicate to your team like I'm losing I'm losing oh no wait I'm coming back it's like 20 seconds long <laughs> <laughs> your team just has to wait they're they're all chronosphered yeah. chronosphered is the map except you oh, and that'd her. be cool that would that'd be broken probably, but yeah. that'd be cool <laughs> yeah and we know she'll be broken so I guess that might be it oh, absolutely but I'm down. I think the hero looks amazing. Like, well, we haven't seen the model yeah. yet, but the concept's very cool. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. I think it uh, it ties into uh, uh, to be like super uh, uh, white and reductive. It ties into EG picking up a, a Peruvian lineup <laughs> um, because Peru and Mexico are the same, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an American. That's what everybody thinks. That's what I think anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I'm uh, I'm super excited about it. I think she's gonna be very cool. Hopefully, we'll be able to play her in uh, the upcoming WLDL whenever that uh, is formally announced. I, uh, I don't know if we could say anything about that, but yeah, I'm excited for the upcoming WLDL. It's gonna be sick, and it seems like we got a lot of new people in the community that are interested in popping in. So, I agree. All right, so see everyone. Uh, we'll talk to you uh, next time we have a podcast, hopefully next week. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug, Jimu? Oh, I get to plug. Um, just just be kind to each other. No. Um, I, I appreciate you having me on. It was wonderful. Uh, it's very cool uh, to get to talk to people. Um, for the upcoming WLDL, people, please come out and cast. Even if you don't think you're good at casting or you have something to say, come out and give it a shot. Uh, we'll support you the most we can. Um, and it's just it's, – it's another portion of the tournament that people really appreciate. And it shows the love we have for this community, the game, um, and each other. So, yeah, come cast. Please, please, please. <laughs>